0: than me. Uh, well, we're ending this relationship series, and it seems appropriate that we should talk about friendship. I mean, there are television shows about friends uh, and uh, uh, all kinds of music like Joe Conker. Wasn't that great? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, but uh, maybe if you look at the scripture, you, you normally think of... Uh, a friendship passage having to do with Jonathan and David. Remember that incredible friendship David was pursued by the king. Uh, his life was in danger. Uh, the king's son, Jonathan, uh, became a, such a close friend of, of David. Uh, that, that's a great story of friendship. But rather than talk about David and Jonathan, I, this morning I'd like to talk about a friendship that literally changed the world. Uh, Acts chapter 9 Maybe you're familiar with the story of uh, Saul's conversion on the Damascus Road. Well, real real quickly, um, it was two friends that literally changed the story of Saul becoming the Apostle Paul because of two friends. Uh, Saul's uh, story you know well, because Saul was traveling from Jerusalem north to Damascus, and it's about 120 miles, a difficult road, by horseback. He's going with other soldiers. He's been given permission by the chief priest to go to Damascus and arrest Christians. I mean, he was like the terrorist. Uh, he, he was pursuing these infidels, these, these followers of the way, these, these Christians who were uh, in violation of all the Judaic laws and so, uh, he was in hot pursuit of the Christians. On his way to Damascus, just before he arrives in the city, the story is that he was struck down, knocked off his horse by a great light. And there was a voice from heaven. And Saul said, Saul, why do you persecute me? Well, he asked the right question. Who are you? Uh I studied in Switzerland, and uh, I knew uh, uh, different people who were uh, some rock climbers. And I heard this story of a very famous rock climber in Switzerland who was climbing in the Alps. And as he was in the Alps, uh, very familiar with climbing, whatever, but he was stuck because the storm moved in, the clouds moved in, the fog, and he couldn't move. I mean, he he was standing on the precipice, Uh, He didn't know to move right or left, go forward, backwards, whatever. He was on this edge of this cliff, and he was stuck. And then he heard below him a voice. And the voice said, you can step forward. There's another ledge. I'll catch you. It'll be safe. All you have to do is just step out. (laughs) What would you do? You would ask this question. Who are you? He did. He asked. And then he heard the voice of a friend, fellow climber, who was an expert climber who said, It's safe. You can step and I'll catch you. And then finally, because of this confidence in this trustworthy friend, he was able to step out. Now, some people think that to be a Christian is a leap of faith. It really isn't. Because you're given enough information, not exhaustive, but you're given enough information to know that it's true. You're not asked to believe in something like you kind of hope it's okay or hope it'll work out. You're given enough. And so he asks this question, who are you? And Jesus answers back, I'm Jesus. And then as he was there picking himself up in the ground blinded, he couldn't see, he couldn't get into the city. The other soldiers who were with him to arrest Christians in Damascus had to help him into the city, into a home. And he was there for three days in the dark, blinded, not able to see, not eating or drinking for three days. And can you imagine the mindset of the of Saul at that time? Put yourself in his place. Here he is, everything that he had believed is false. It really is Jesus. He really is God. I mean, he was feeling guilty. All that he has done. He was feeling lonely, rejected, all these things. Nobody would want to be his friend. Meanwhile, in another part of Damascus, there's a man named Ananias, one of the people that Paul had come to put in jail. And Jesus speaks to Ananias and tells him to go to Saul and to reach out to him as a friend. Uh, Well... Ananias is not sure this is a good idea. I mean, why would you do this? I mean, this is his sworn enemy. He can't trust him. But finally, Jesus says to go. And so Ananias goes, and he goes to the very place that God tells him to go. This, This address, this house, this street, he goes. And as he's there with Saul, the scales fall from Saul's eyes. Begin to see. And there's something miraculous that takes place. Because he says to Saul. Brother Saul. Can you imagine? That's like saying brother Osama bin Laden. Brother Saul. And then later on. Paul is returning to Jerusalem. After spending some time. Uh, there in Damascus with the other Christians, with this new family of faith, discovering friendship like he had not known before, acceptance like he had not known before. Here he was hated, reviled, just, just a person you didn't want to know. His life was changed. He was transformed. And he goes back to Jerusalem. He comes back all the way back down to Jerusalem. And he's hoping to meet with the Christians. And nobody, I mean, nobody would, would, would see him. They, they all fled. Anytime he went to somebody's house, they, he, they weren't there. He, they all fled. Finally, Scripture tells us, but Barnabas. <laughs> Barnabas. Also known as the encourager. Barnabas comes to Saul. And he is a friend he receives Saul in fact he introduces him he's his advocate to the other christians because of barnabas now when you think of friendship today you think probably of those people who stood with you through the test of time who've been trustworthy they have not talked about you behind your back they've been faithful they've gone through the hard times with you you've got a friend You know, you can say, that's what friendship is. There are different levels of friends. We're going to talk about that. Uh, If they put this up, you'll see that, um, let me describe it this way. There are different levels of relationships. Uh, For example, an E-level relationship, this outer circle. E-level relationships are those kind of relationships you have with somebody who's working at Walmart or Denny's and you see their name tag Sarah or Bill and you might say hi Sarah you know it's kind of hot today um has it been busy whatever but that's about the limit of your relationship with this person you you see them you greet them at least you're nice not discourteous, and so uh you, you you have some interchange but it's brief it isn't very very in depth and then uh Going on to D-level relationships. D-level relationships are the kind of relationships that you have that uh, you, you know them a little bit better. Maybe it's somebody you work with. Maybe it's somebody in the church. And you know about them. You know that they have t- two kids in the sixth, uh, sixth and fourth grade. Or uh, you have the same, same uh, interest in Dodgers or, or don't. Uh, you you, know, you share more with them you 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 know about them know more about them and there's more of a a, a a vulnerability there you you you've opened up a bit uh you're trying to find out who they are uh and you you open up a little bit but c level would be like what we call acquaintances as someone that you know you know a little bit more than d you you know a little bit more you can you can trust them. Uh, if you ask them to meet with you at a certain time, they'll be there. Uh, you uh, you ask them to help you with this project. You can count on them. Um, you know a little bit about their history, their family, different things, and so you're comfortable with them. Uh, you could uh, you could to some degree call them your friend, but uh, uh, depends upon how much trust and how much uh, openness you have with them. But B level. B-level would be like you would say yeah, it's a friend. Uh, B-plus would be a very close friend. Uh, a B-level is someone that um, uh, if they need to borrow your car, you loan them your keys, or uh, maybe they need a, um, some help with clean out their garage, or you know, something. You, you, you give yourself. You reach out to them, and you spend time with them. Maybe that's the way that it is with some of you in the church. Maybe you've gone through a crisis in your life and you found somebody who's really there. You call them uh, and, uh, in your hour of need and they're there. They're willing to, uh, it's not always convenient, but they're, they're willing to give of themselves and you find that you can really trust them. Uh, a, a very B plus relationship is someone that you really highly trust. That you, you found you can say, this is my friend. I think that's what the relationship with Ananias and with Barnabas was with Saul. I mean, they were really friends. They were not going to leave him. In fact, you'll find in Scripture they stood with him the rest of his life. They were consistent. They were faithful. They were reliable. Then A-level relationship. A-level relationship is really the kind of relationship that you have with your parents. Uh, For example, a parent-child relationship. It's someone who nurtures you who protects you who cares for you now some people it's true they have not had a close relationship with their parents i mean they haven't had parents who've been dependable reliable i know we were working in los angeles uh, with the gangs and children there and many of the children expressed they could never rely on their parents they've hated to go home They didn't want to leave school because they would go back into a culture where there was violence and hatred and no food and and anger and drugs and all of that. But it should be a relationship with people we can trust and feel safe with. Or it can be an A-level like a husband-wife relationship where there's close intimacy, emotional intimacy, intimacy, sexual intimacy. And so there's that bond, there's... The, that oneness that comes. So so you'll hear people talk about not only their best friend, but their soulmate. They're really one with that person. And also, I think this is really what Jesus is offering to us. An A-level relationship. Not a D-level or E-level. Not even a C-level. He's offering... Jesus said, I call you my friends. Can you imagine... The creator, creator of the universe, God incarnate, said, I call you my friends. That kind of agape or agape love that he has for us, that he never will abandon us. He'll never forsake us. We can always trust him. He's reliable and he's safe and he's good. So there are different kinds of relationships. Or think of it this way. Perhaps you have a B-level desire to have a relationship with someone and that's not possible. (laughs) You know, for them, all they want is a D-level relationship. And you're confused. What's wrong here? You're trying to have it be this level of trust and yet because they've been hurt, they've been, uh, people have failed them, people have abused them, they've said things behind their back. They're not so sure they can trust a B-level relationship. And so often, if we don't stop and consider where we are, we don't know how to build a safe, good, and wholesome relationship. Well, how do you build a friendship? a, A friendship that is healthy. A friendship that's wholesome. A friendship that's good. I would say there are five, five different ingredients to a healthy relationship with a friend. First of all, you need to be there. A friend is someone who's trustworthy and dependable. The songs uh, that you just heard, when the road road gets rough, uh, you got a friend in me. So uh, Ananias knew that his life was in danger. He comes to Saul. I mean, he's fearful. He's had the Lord tell him to go. But Saul had a new friend. A new friend. Someone who trusted and stepped out and accepted Saul so much so that he could say, Brother Saul. Brother Saul. Now, I think that a lot of times the relationship, relationships aren't deep, aren't real because of fear. We're afraid because we have been let down we we have had people take advantage of us and we're not so sure that we want to step out and say i want to be your friend and so we, we sometimes it takes time some people have been hurt so much that, that they they want to be a friend but they don't know how they don't know how to take that step they don't know how to be vulnerable and so um here Uh, because of fear often uh, there is fear uh, and and we don't step out Uh, maybe if someone uh, for example if you call on a friend maybe there's a need and you call a friend and they say to you well no I can't come Uh, there's a favorite tv show on tonight I want to watch I mean you know that's not your friend Uh, and and so uh, you're not sure you can trust them but there's a second part I think is also important in how to be a friend. And that is, you have to be loyal. Uh, you have to be welcoming. You have to be accepting. And 17th verse of uh, Acts 9, Ananias went to Saul and he placed his hands on Saul. He placed his hands on Saul. Now, I find that amazing to be in Scripture. He placed his hands... Saul was coming to Damascus to bind Saul's hands and take him to prison. And with these same hands, he reaches out in love and touches Saul. And then he says, brother Saul. A friend is someone who's willing to touch us. I mean, not just talk. You know, there's something about a friend who's willing to just really enter into our life, our story, our pain, our difficulties. They're willing to be there, really be there. Be there with us in such a way that they, they touch us. They touch us with words. They send words of acceptance and and so we can hear the kind of person they want to be, they long to be. And often people are struggling to move from maybe a d or c even to a b but but it's it's difficult it's scary and because you're there because you're loyal because you you stand with them in spite of maybe things that have happened to you in the past you're stepping out in faith it's kind of like the same thing what you're doing is you're you're putting your trust in a god who's able to bring healing and life into broken relationships God is able to heal broken relationships that's the message of this entire series of relationships God is able to bring restoration and you've been hurt, you've been violated you you, you are a victim God is able to move that from being a victim to victory he's able to restore you he's able to to once again give you the ability to, to live not just cope there are so many people. They're just coping. I mean, they're self-medicating. They're, they're drugs and alcohol and whatever because they're just trying to survive. But instead of really knowing life, they've never really known a friend. Maybe they've never known your friendship and you're reaching out for them. When Saul uh, uh, came back uh, to Damascus, uh, it, was, it was in that situation that ananias touched him and it was life-changing uh the the song is there isn't anything i wouldn't do for you you got a friend in me so often it's such healing to have someone actually touches to be with us now there's a third i think important part of being a friend and that is to be a good listener you ever wonder why people go to counselors, psychologists? Well, because they're willing to pay to have somebody listen to them. You know? Because instead of somebody giving advice, telling us what we did wrong, how we screwed up, you know? It's someone who would just really listen to us. A friend is someone who really will come alongside and be with us. Just be there. I don't have to say something or do something, but just Be there. Uh, the song is, You Got Troubles, I've Got Mine, you know, from the song, but You Got a Friend. To me. We, we understand that, that uh, you know, what happens hits the fan. And life is that way. And, but it's someone who's there, someone who is a good listener, someone who's willing to be there with us uh, and uh, support us. And then fourth, a friend is someone who's faithful. We need a friend who is reliable, who's steady, who keeps believing in us. Now, some people have said the only friend you have is a dog. <laughs> you know, dog's and man's best friend. Well, not always. I've, I've had some bad dogs. Uh, but, but what we need is to be faithful, be really reliable. We, we, we keep confidence. We, we don't talk behind their back. And that's how you tell a friend, someone who really goes through the deep waters with us, and they, they, they're with us and their support. Uh, here, Ananias and Barnabas, they didn't waver in their support. They remained a friend throughout Saul's life, even as he began to write the different epistles, the different letters. There was one occasion where uh, uh, Saul, or Paul, was in, was in conflict with Barnabas later on because there was a young disciple John Mark who uh, the, Paul thought shouldn't go with him on the journey he didn't think he was prepared enough didn't think he was mature enough to be involved in this ministry and so he left him behind with Barnabas and Barnabas continued even though there was a conflict Barnabas continued to be a friend of Paul and to be a friend of John Mark because he was an encourager so when Saul returned to Jerusalem, no one be his friend but Barnabas, it says. But Barnabas. Also there been a song, but none of them will ever love you the way I do. You got a friend in me. A really profound little song. And then finally, a friend is Selfless. You know, one of the most amazing things about friendship is a friend is someone who's really able to give themselves, really give themselves, not in a measured way, a limited way, but really give themselves. And that's the entire message of the gospel. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, gave himself so completely... His death on the cross and His resurrection is because He gave Himself for us. God so loved the world that He gave. Because He gave, He calls us our friend. In Acts 11, Paul went back to Tarsus. That was his hometown, which is in southern Turkey. And uh, he went back. He begin to study and grow in the faith. And later Barnabas goes up to Tarsus and he talks to Paul and he wants to invite Paul to join them in this work. See the way that Barnabas continues to reach out? A friend doesn't just say, okay, that's, that's all I can do. A friend is someone is selfless, who, who really gives themselves, really cares enough. And reaches out as a true and faithful friend. And so, because Saul was befriended by these two people, I mean, how, how many of you have heard of Ananias? How many have really heard of Barnabas? But because of their giving their friendship to Saul, he became the Apostle Paul, who changed history. And because they were there, because they were loving, caring, trustworthy, and because they listened, encouraged, because they were faithful and steady, and giving the love of Christ, it changed the story, our story. Where are you today with Jesus? Are, you have Jesus at a D-level relationship? Or maybe a C? Maybe you've kind of got Jesus in a compartment over here where it's kind of safe. Have you really taken that step to let Jesus be your friend? Really your friend. That you can trust that as you walk with him day by day, there's that kind of dependency and reliance and trust, putting your trust in Jesus as your friend. Maybe this is that day. Let's pray. Jesus here we are today and we admit it's hard to be a friend many of us have been hurt deeply hurt by others maybe it's parents maybe it's husbands wives maybe it's friends that we've known for years that have let us down it's really hard to trust it's really hard to believe Jesus that you're that trustworthy But Lord, we ask for your help today because we have no friend like you. And so we ask that you would help us to place our trust in you and to accept you today not only as Lord and Savior, but as our best friend. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.